Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. In this week's AgCast, our own William Green has an enlightening conversation with property appraiser Brant Still. And Colton Christjohn wraps up with a concern over what the SEC is proposing that will affect Alabama farmers. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Alabama AgCast. I am William Green. I am the Forestry and Wildlife Division Director here at the Alabama Farmers Federation. Uh, and today we have a special guest with us, Mr. Brant Steele, Certified General Appraiser with Valbridge Property Advisors. Brant, appreciate you being on today. Oh, thanks for having me, William. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. Uh, we are uh, excited today to not be in the studio. Uh, no offense to Mike, uh, who will be editing this later, but uh, we decided to take a little bit of a field trip, and we're recording uh, from beautiful South Montgomery County today, um, doing a little bit of farm visit. So, um, Brant, thanks for being with us again. Um, tell us a little bit about you and, and what you do. Oh, yes. I am a uh, father of a little boy. I got a two-year-old, Brooks. Um, got a wife, Lauren. We live out in Pike Road, Alabama, and I am a certified general real property appraiser and based out of Montgomery, Alabama. And I really uh, appraise all sorts of stuff, you know, land tracts, uh, commercial investment properties, industrial, uh, hospitality, apartments, you know, all over across right. the board. But I think our, my favorite thing really is land because yeah. I was born and raised around here. So I just, you know, I enjoy getting outside and looking at the at the places and, you know, researching what's going on with the land market. So, yeah, that's yeah, That's really, yeah, kind of my passion. I, uh, we um, we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, how both of us are, are somewhat from the the Black Belt area, and and um, so a lot of probably what we're talking about data and trends probably more specific to here, but um, with a little bit of extrapolation, you can probably expand it to other parts of the state wherever you're listening from. So, um, I guess basic questions that kick us off first. Um, most people who are listening are probably farmers. They've probably bought or sold land, but if you are a new farmer or you haven't gone through that process yet, uh, explain to us pretty briefly what exactly is land appraisal and why is that important? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, well, important for a lot of reasons. First, just to kind of get an idea what this asset's worth. You know, we, you know what you've got, you know, your land rich. You might have, you know, 100 acres, you might have 1,000, but it's good to have a real, you know, hard-nosed number on that. Um, to have an idea, just asset allocation, essentially. Right. And then um, as far as appraising the land, you know, I, I really break it down into three types. you got timber land, you got pasture land, you got row crop land. And they're kind of valued from down to up in that order. And then, you know, you get into standing timber, that's just a whole other ballpark. So you really have another asset growing out of the ground. Looking around, calling people, um, just finding sales in the area and trying to research trends just to try to put the best number on it I can, you know. Or right. whatever the scope of the appraisal. So when you say you get a piece of property that, that um, is about to be either in a transaction being sold or bought or whatever it is, when you start that appraisal process, what are some of the things you look for when you're trying to put that real value on the property? Oh, sure. Uh, well, first, it's really about just getting another subject property, which is the property that I'm appraising. I'll probably say the subject a few times. Um, maps, neighbors, tax maps, you know, pull the deeds, see how many acres we're really talking about, um, see if it was a recent transfer. Um, and then, yeah, just researching comps, trying to find something that's that's really the most comparable, um, just to give an idea of what that piece of property might be worth. You know. What about like any type of improvements or anything or any of those? You know, when when you look at properties listings online, all that, you'll see some that um, have had pretty either intensive land management or some that not. Which which of those, I guess, improvements do you think in your mind kind of bumps the value up a little bit more? 
Oh yeah, sure. It kind of it kind of evolves with the the highest and best use of the property. So if it's uh, pasture land, like I'm sitting here looking at some some perimeter fencing here, that would add because then you have potential to put cows on it yeah, or livestock or something like yeah. that. Yeah, sure. And then as far as improvements go, um, your barns, your pole sheds, and everything like that, we've got a cost guide and appraisal business that kind of gives you a per square foot basis. So I'm out there pulling a tape, seeing exactly how big these are, and then putting a basis on them based on that, and then calling your know, local builders and that type thing, and just getting an idea. But then um, you've got to depreciate it, because it's not new most of the time. Right. Um, and you put an effective age on it, and then depreciate it. So you've got that depreciated cost of your improvements on top of that dirt value that we try to get down to. So it's kind of a two halves to a hole there. And now a word from our sponsor, Alabama Ag Credit. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. Looking at some of the trends recently, I know the market um, around here and other parts of the state has, has been kind of wild uh i know where we are in, in southwestern montgomery county it, it, it's been up and down in terms of um what, what we may consider high uh for us is, is pretty low for our folks up in, in madison county or, or baldwin county so a, as a whole i guess and it's kind of a difficult question to answer ballpark wise but what are y'all seeing on the appraisal side for prices as a whole are we holding pretty steady from where we were a couple of years ago we always increasing we hope but what what are you seeing right now um Overall, I think we've seen uh, a spike just due to those low rates that came through, and they've right. kind of raised back up. We saw a big uptick. But it's like uh, when you say what's land going for, it's kind of like asking what's the car going for. What kind of car? What year? Right. Where is it? You know, that kind of, there's so many variables that go into it. And like you mentioned, you know, Baldwin cropland is going to be going for a lot more than uh, pine plantation somewhere else, you know, sure. northern, further north. Um, but something like that. Everything's just so unique, and that's what uh, – I really enjoy about this business because no two tracks are the same. It's it's always fun to me when I'm out visiting with members and seeing, um, you know, what what different, like you said, nothing is the same. And, and you can talk to somebody in, in Clay County versus somebody, you know, just a couple counties south and, and Elmore County, and they could be doing the same thing and it'll look totally different. Um, so it, it, it's fun to talk to somebody who works with the value of property a little bit and um, kind of discuss some of the different ways that maybe folks can improve it. So, um one one of the questions that, that we had talked about um, kind of riding around before we started the interview was if you were to talk to somebody, um, you know, that's looking at maybe expanding their farm operation and, and they want to buy property, obviously proximity kind of puts a bigger trump on value for anything else. But um, what what are some things that maybe people should look for as they're, as they're buying property? Or if, you know, unfortunately you need to sell or you want to trade a piece in, what, what are some things on the other side of the fence that you can do to maybe increase the value before you sell it? Oh yeah, I see uh, uh, good roads. Obviously, just making it show well, clean it up, some uh, preventative maintenance, that kind of stuff. Um, just making it show well as far as selling. Um, I think that's that's probably the most helpful thing. Um, but you know, there's a lot of factors. I'll, when I'm comparing tracts of land, I look at topo, I look at ponds, I look at uh, flood. You know, flood traditionally wouldn't be kind of characterized as, as affecting, you know, timber growth. But right. if you get into those wetland soils, then it might. So you got to see, okay, there's a swath of wetland. Maybe this, you know, is a little different. Um, but, yeah, if, as far as getting it ready for for selling, I would just, you know, put a coat of paint on it like, like yeah. anything else. You know? a, a, little, a weekend and a, a good bit of um, chainsaw work, you can make a, a place look good as most. Yeah, calling call some favors. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, so what about um, – 
on the, the other side of things, maybe if you're on the buying side, uh, like I mentioned, you're trying to expand your operation or get started. Um, what what are some things, you've mentioned Topo a lot. It, if you were telling somebody who's looking at a piece of property and say, hey, Brant, I'm really interested in this place. Um, what are some things from appraisal side where you say, hey, make sure you're checking out road work or, or tax property, whatever it may be. What, what would you say is your one or two things to really check in and hone in on when you're about to buy a place? Yeah, I guess it's all, it's kind of like a fingerprint. What do you want? You mentioned proximity earlier. Um, a neighbor's definitely, you know, usually going to pay more than another market partic participant will. Um, but yeah, I guess when you're looking for buying, just be patient and wait on that track. And uh, I think the numbers under half of the land sales in Alabama go unlisted. So just go knock on some doors and be, you know, be friendly, be cordial, you know, you'd be surprised at what you get. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Uh, I didn't know that uh, there were that many that go unlisted. I've, um, you know, you hear stories all the time, people sending letters to absentee landowners, and, and every now and then they, they connect, but uh, I, I didn't know it was that um, that. Oh, delicious. sure, yeah. and that's what makes it so challenging, and and almost uh, almost fun. It's still a job, you know, because i got to verify each one of these sales I put in every one of my appraisals, so just calling somebody, hey, Miss So-and-so, I heard you sold the property, just pulling her info from out of nowhere just off the deed, you know. Right. And then just being friendly, like I say, you'd be surprised at how much help you get. And then they might lead you to another couple sales down the road, and there's nothing better than the neighbor selling. I mean, what's a better market indicator than that? So, yeah. And it makes you look good as an appraiser, so maybe down the line if they need one, hey, you know, so-and-so, Brant calls around, you know, just pull three off MLS and, you know, three comps in a cloud of dust, that type yep. of thing. Yeah, I, I think it's important to, you know, when you talk about the, the appraisal process that, like you said, the, the three comps and cloud of dust i like that you know a lot of people think well i just got to get somebody needs to pull some comps out and show it but it, it's it's good to know and important to note that you're out putting boots on ground you're you're showing people like hey i'm i'm, I'm making sure that you're getting a fair value for what your property is worth yeah you got to dig in you've really there's so many variables we keep using that word but there's just so much going on with these land land prices um you just got to pay attention. You got to look at all the details that are out there. And if you're just looking for investment property, maybe that's a little different. But if you're looking for, you know, highest and best use of recreation, you know, passing it down, some kind of thing, just real long term, playing the long game right. type thing, just get that piece you want. Um, and I see a lot of those price swings move, you know, proximity. Uh, closer to towns, closer to grocery stores, wherever it may be, closer to industrial parks, closer to jobs, essentially. Right. And you'll see more growth, and then you'll see these tracks start growing. Um, and it'll Thomas Jefferson says their fortunes to be made if you can beat the population to, to areas and buy land, you know, take like it way that. back. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, Brant, thanks very much, man. I, I appreciate you joining us today. Um, we'll put Brant's contact information down in this episode's show notes. Um, if, if you ever need any help getting your land appraised or you're working on a, a sale or, or trying to buy a place, uh, please give a friend Brant a call. Uh, and until next time, we will talk to you all again. Thanks, Brant. All right. Thanks, William. And now, your weekly Ag Cash wrap up. Well, hey, everybody. Today I want to talk about a uh, concern that a lot of our farmers may be hearing about and just want to uh, kind of just uh, down and dirty just summarize what's, what's going on with the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, essentially, it's a 510 page long proposal on climate reporting for public companies. Um, as well as uh, their entire supply chain. So any company that is publicly traded uh, will be required uh, to report their greenhouse gas emissions, as well as uh, anybody throughout their entire supply chain down to the farmer. And that's where a lot of concerns are coming in and, quite frankly, a lot of unknowns about what is to be required. 
the rule is titled the Enhancement and Standardization of Climate-Related Disclosures for Investors. And the SEC has traditionally, uh, they have regulated market fairness and fraud. So this is an overreach uh, into something that is already heavily regulated that our farmers have been uh, dealing with from a local, federal, uh, and state level uh, around climate well-being, and, and all their efforts have been voluntary. Uh, so a lot of these things are going to be unknown, and, and we'll know more as time goes on. But right now, we just want to make sure our farmers are aware that uh, the deadline period to make comments has been extended. Um, so some of the concerns that we're hearing our farmers having is uh, reporting obligations, what that might look like, uh, associated costs that come with that, as well as privacy concerns. So um, like I said, a lot of these uh, unknowns and questions that we don't have yet are, are still to be uh, answered. Uh, any questions that you may have, or uh, we certainly uh, want your voices to be heard, and we encourage you to do that on the uh, in the link in the show notes below. You can go to the SEC website. We just encourage you to uh, let your let your voice be heard. June the 17th is now the deadline, so you have a little bit over 30 days to get in there and, and uh, submit your comments. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast be sure to follow alabama farmers federation on facebook twitter and instagram tune in next week for another timely conversation from alabama agcast